All right, guys, Calibrated Power presents uh, your special interview today, your special guest on the show. And shit, man, there's no other way to say it. Big Swing and Dick, second no. place at UCC. We got Sean Baca. Sean, how the hell are you? Not bad. How about yourself? Doing great, man. Doing great. Sean, uh, we've been talking since shit, man, since Shredder originally crashed. Uh, and you put Shredder 2 together right before UCC. I think that was two years ago or three years ago now? Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and essentially the same truck now has gone back to UCC each year, correct? Correct. Dude, coming up in the standings, how does second place overall feel? Uh, it's better than third place. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, we were hoping you could share your kind of, a, a, an overview of your experience being at UCC. Um, you're seasoned vet now at the show. You're one of the guys with the target on your back. Everybody's looking to beat Sean Baca. I get that. Uh, but drag racing came up first day. We all know, man, the weather was rough in the morning, but we got kicked off in the afternoon there. Uh, you put down a hell of a time. I thought it was a really good show. How did you, how did you feel about drag racing on Friday? Um, it wasn't bad. I mean, once the weather came around, um, we got a whole new setup as far as the truck goes, you know, we lined it up um, this year compared to last year. And, uh, we made a few changes. I ran my personal best. Um, it was like a five-six something. Um, we were fighting a few issues all day as far as uh, suspension and chassis setup like that. You know, we knew going into this because we had zero test time on the truck um, that basically the UCC was going to be the you know, test and tune on it. Um, <laughs> I feel like if we got a few more hits in throughout the day, you know, as far as qualifying goes, I feel like we could have got some chassis dialed in a little bit better. But, uh, I mean, it did great. You know, I can't thank the guys enough for what they did, you know, in the, in the time crunch we were on. You know, we did uh, we did go a few rounds, um, but we just kept progressively the night. You know, it got colder and colder in the track. You know, temperature got colder. So, it, uh, it was kicking the tires all day. And, you know, we've never had a problem with horsepower and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, the last couple rounds they just kicked the tires. And I got a got something going on in the front end. The trucks always, you know, tried to kill me every time we go down the drag strip. So, <laughs> you know, you know, it's kind of me versus Shredder fighting all night, and uh, something's going on with the front end where uh, you know it gets death wobble, and uh, death wobble at like 100. 30 mile an hour is not ideal. No. So. Yeah, when when you're doing 560 in the eighth, and you, and you you guys were you guys were all breaking 130, 140 in the yep. in the eighth mile. I can't imagine what that death wobble feels like. What do you just back out of it as soon as you feel it? Do you just try to muscle through it? Um, that's the thing. I, I there's a few times I tried to pedal through it. You know, sometimes the truck does come around, sometimes it does whatever it wants, and at that point you just kind of got to hang on for the ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the things, you know, following the truck, you know, a shredder two, if you will, um, it's the only crew cab long bed in the whole mix. And I mean, you've already, you've established yourself as being one of the more dominant guys on the dyno. Um, you know, the, the target's always been you. Um, anytime people are talking about, you know, what, what's going to be capable this year, you know, what's the horsepower torque numbers, your name is always in the mix. However, when it comes to the sled pull or the drag race, you know, uh, I wouldn't say in some scenarios or not, it, the 
you haven't proven that like, hey, the truck can be a true contender. And in this year, I mean, it, granted, the way you finished proved that. But I mean, go into the track, running what you ran. You know, we'll get into the some of the sled pull stuff here in a minute. But you're just proving that the truck itself is you know, forced to be reckoned with all altogether. I always forget that it's a fucking long pad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's the thing. We, uh, we took a lot of weight out of the truck. We actually, uh, scaled at UCC and I don't know how accurate the scales are, but anyway, uh, with me in the driver's seat, uh, the truck weighed 5,300 pounds, which is a thousand pounds lighter than last year. Um, <laughs> and then as far as the tune up in the, in the drag racing, we basically took a, a copy and paste set up out of the, out of the industrial drag truck so i mean we know as far as that truck goes you know it, it holds the record all that stuff as far as the pro street you know it, it's always chasing the uh the odss circuit so we know with that truck we had about a, a low five second tune up in it um we had trouble getting it to the ground and obviously you know my truck being a a longer chassis truck we, we were up against a few things as far as you know compared to the other trucks that we couldn't you know exactly take the suspension out of that and put it in my truck but uh sure yeah i'm overall happy with uh how the truck you know finalized and but uh, i feel like it's definitely got a lot more in it as far as drag racing goes because we were only trapping um 124 125 you know and that truck should have easily been doing you know mid 130s and but uh, overall, I'm, I'm happy. We we're cutting good 60s. We we're cutting uh, 135 60s. So. <laughs> but again, first time good. at the track. First, that truck. <laughs> first time that truck, that and set that, up at the thing, track. You know, that's, that's the first time that truck's ever gone rounds. And, you know, I, I had a blast driving the hell out of it. You know, we were skating <laughs> the whole way, you know. But I think that, once we get it ironed out, it definitely runs, you know, like it's. And I, I'd, I'd say 520s aren't, aren't out of the realm. Wow. And I think one of the things, too, having the longer wheelbase, that can be used in your favor. As the truck's skating around, it's a little easier to control than a shorter wheelbase, you know, uh, chassis. Yeah, for sure. But it does, uh, it presents its own well, you know, problems here and there. You know, obviously weight is a is a concern. But I feel like uh, for a four-door long bed, it's, you know, 5,300 pounds, that's uh that's Hell pretty yeah. good in my book. Skinniest big bitch I, I mean, ever seen. That's a thousand pounds than we were last year. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let, let's fast forward to day two, the dyno. Um, you know, there was definitely some videos that were leaked. Uh, you and Milliken were posting some stuff about, uh, you know, the truck and different turbo configurations and things like that. Uh, so what was your mindset going into day two? Um, we, you know, I've always been chasing that that horsepower number, you know, that's what the truck originally was built to do and, and has done in the past. Um, you know, we were shooting for that 3000 horse. We definitely, you know, had enough nitrous on board to, to send it into space, but, uh, <laughs> we were fighting some fueling issues. We got these, these new injectors and they're, they're huge. And so, uh, you know, we, and we, we couldn't really get a good log as far as uh, drag racing goes, as far as like, uh, cataloging the engine okay and so that um we went up on the dyno and, and logged in we were losing uh you know about eighteen thousand pounds of rail rail pressure which you know is not ideal obviously that's going to pull back of course a ton <laughs> on the fueling side so um yeah we definitely had a couple issues there but i mean the truck still made two thousand horse you know i held first place for the majority part of the day and, and then uh and it was enough to, you know, get me out to third place. So, you know, obviously the truck's done better before years past. But uh, there's always going to be 
trials and errors when you're trying, you know, to push the limits on all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. especially going in into the event untested. Well, and I mean, I feel like the truck, you know, has always held its own, you know, where I'm out there, you know, with the biggest target on my back, especially when it comes to dyno event. So, yeah, but I mean, yeah. in the past to be, you know, number one, number two in the dyno, I mean, you were still, you know, in the in the in the top three, four, whatever for 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 dyno itself, but to be second overall, I mean, that just proves that you don't have to be the king on the dyno; you have to be well rounded in all three events. Well, let's also call out call out the point that when we talk about twenty four hundred horse in years past and twenty two hundred horse in this year, mm-hmm. hey, listen, if your personal daily driver is down two hundred horsepower, something's broke. Right. When you're at this level, that's a one percent variance that, that, that's just yeah, the difference yeah. in in how the dyno operator ran the right. test window in, in a given day or ambient air temperature or humidity you know i mean it, it's a one percent change we would call that a consistent dyno run right on, on <laughs> anybody else right if you ran it back to back three times you're like yeah they're all right. really close tire slippage everything yeah yep. uh that was one thing i did hear a lot of guys talking about is tire slippage on the dyno did you guys measure any of that were you guys watching that was that a concern for you um that's the thing with the dyno. It's, you know, it's kind of hard to monitor, you know, tire slippage and all that stuff. We didn't really get a good log as far as, uh, you know, mile per hour and stuff like that goes. But as far as the engine tabs, you know, the, the trucks, uh, it made 177 pounds of boost, which it's never done before. <laughs> so, you know, whether that was good or bad, um, the truck, you know, like I said, it's never done that before. Years past, it's made... You know, 2,500 horse, about 150 pounds of boost. Um, but, I mean, as far as the, the logs that we did get off the dyno, uh, we are losing rail pressure, which is, you know, something that we, we kind of w- were guessing that it would do, um, given the the new injectors and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of feels, you know, basically, like I said, UCC was our testing tune. So, you know, but as far as the dyno goes, I know the truck's got more power in it. We got all new um Brand new Garrett Gen 2 106 chargers on it. We, you know, the engine's bigger and badder than it's ever been. You know, it's, we just got a lot to uh, work with. And like you said, there's, you know, a lot of variables, especially when it comes to dynoing, whether it's the, the air temperature or, you know, quality of the air, tire slippage, stuff like that. There's a, there's a lot of uh, things you got to account for. Sure. So sure. what did you change on the truck from the day one racing to the day two on the dyno? Um, as far as the truck goes, uh, engine wise, you know, we drag race with the single, um, I think we had a single 91 millimeter on there and that one, you know, I'm surprised, you know, I hats off to Garrett turbos. That thing was uh, making 98 pounds of boost on drag day <laughs> out of a single, <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> Is that's insane. Pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild for a single charger. But yeah, that's the only thing we changed really um, between you know the dyno setup and the dragger set. We go from a single to the triples, okay. and then obviously like the intercooler and all that stuff gets changed out to the big water to air to handle all the extra boost. So and how? And obviously the nitrous tune up, but yeah. How much time do you guys spend thrashing on the truck then Friday night? Um. In between each setup, uh, I, you know, obviously the sled pulls a lot more entailed because we changed the whole drivetrain out on the truck. But as far as uh, I'd say about anywhere from you know four to six hours in between setups. 
Man, that's a long that's day. Insane. Yeah, because we roll into the track. I mean, for our listeners, keep in mind, even if it's raining, we all get there at 830 in the morning, right? And I'm sure, Sean, yeah. you, you and the team were there ready to roll Thursday morning like scheduled. And then you stand around, you wait. It's cold. It's wet. You're not sure when you're going to get on the track. All of a sudden, you see the torches firing up. They start prepping the track. You got to be out there. You got to go out and qualify all morning. And then you got to go out and you got a bracket race all afternoon. I think the last truck ran down the track around midnight on Friday. So then yep, at that yep. point, then you guys go over, you start thrashing on the truck. You got four to six hours in it. Guess what? Show starts at 830 the next morning. Rain or shine, you again, you got to be there, got to be ready to roll. Uh, what time did you guys finally get on the dyno Saturday? Um, I can't even remember. Honestly, uh, the entire time being out at UCC is kind of a blur. But it was, uh, <laughs> and that, that's one of those things, like you mentioned, the, uh, the time frame, that's one of those things you got to account for being a competitor is, you know, you're drag, they, were, they, they were drag racing until midnight. And if you were the last one on the track and you could have, you know, when we do the dyno stuff, we draw numbers, you could have been the first one up on the dyno. You know, and luckily uh the weather you know wasn't permitting so i think i think they started running the dinos right around three o'clock i want to say yeah yeah and i think we went up about i want to say around five o'clock okay but i mean that's i mean had if they hadn't you know if we had fired off right at eight o'clock like you know, that's one of those things where it's just that's ucc man you're you're the last on the track and then the first on the, the next <laughs> one you know? so that's one of those things you kind of gotta account for being a competitor is how far do you want to take it? You know, if you have enough points accumulated, can you drop out and change over to the next setup? You know, stuff like that. It's kind of one of those those things where, and that's, you know, UCC, anybody, you know, you can be on top one day and the next thing you know, your, your legs are kicked out from under you and you got a whole lot of ground to make up. Yeah. The next event, you know? <laughs> that's the truth of it, man. And, hey, speaking of making up a lot of ground, I want to talk about the difference between last year's sled pull and this year's sled pull. Sean, you kicked ass this year. You looked like a regular Midwesterner out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I mean, the track, um, there's a lot of issues as far as the, the track, the sled and all that goes. You know, I'm not going to get too far into it, but the track, uh, it's not ideal. Right. They lost the transmission in the sled, so the guy um, that was in front of me had some issues, and they didn't, you know, obviously I had chose a different line than that guy chose, but the sled wasn't operable. So it's kind of one of those things, you know, do you want to put off the show and get the dozers out there and move the tra- and move the sled, or do you just want to take that dude's line and, and run what you brung? And, you know, I don't want to put off the show any longer than it already had to, so I just took his line. and um, we, I actually changed tuners. Uh, ben Chatty's been in my truck now, and it's definitely a, a lot more as far as uh, – control of the truck as far as sled pulling especially um having having full throttle control of that truck um is definitely an issue that i've had in the past where you know i, I get hooked to the sled and start walking it out and then bring on the power and it, you know these common rails they hit so hard once you start getting into the into the throttle on them you know and that's all you know tuning base and turbos and all that stuff has a lot to play with it but uh yeah hats off to shaddy for giving me those smooth tunes where i could actually you know walk the truck out let the chassis settle and, and get some traction and then bring the power in so you were more or less able to control how the truck came into its power band by the throttle so you had a more linear throttle response you're saying correct yeah okay. so, you know it's more like a you know p-pump because these common rails we can manipulate the throttle tables just by uh oh yeah 
you know, a quarter throttle could be 100% throttle. Oh, you, know? you so can scale these things out. Man, you can make a 200 horse truck feel like a 500 horse truck at some point. Yeah, and these, and these these common rails, they, I mean, the way the timing is and everything, they just hit so violent. You know, when it comes to sled pulling, you want smooth, progress, progressive power. You know, yep. where it's you got to just enough traction, and you know, because obviously, if you have too much power, you're going to kick the tires, and you're just going to get up on top of the dirt, and then not go anywhere. Right. So it's one of those fine lines you got to walk, and that's the thing. We're starting to get tabs on this truck. Um, the more and more we run it, you know, definitely getting some more drivability out of it and fine-tuning everything. Yeah, it, it's been amazing, Sean, honestly, to see you going from drag racing and dynoing and sled pulling year after year. Um, definitely one of the top competitors here at UCC. Like you said, man, second overall is no joke. Third place in the sled pulls at 287. Uh, the, the drag racing, um, it, it still looked good. Ninth place overall. And then that uh, that big third place over on the dyno results. Well, man, it. it it really brought you in, show you that you're a well-rounded competitor. You know what you're doing regardless of what the track or what the competition was. Uh, what do you got in, in store for next year, man? What is, or what is the rest of this year and next year's UCC look like for you? Um, as far as the rest of the season right now, I'm actually getting ready to unload the truck. Um, I'm going to change the injectors to the old setup. Uh, Randy's transmission actually has a downhill event coming up here. Uh, I think it's in a week. You know, and he's one. He's he's the one that builds the transmission in this truck. So definitely going to have it have it there at his event, and uh, hopefully we uh, smack that dyno and uh, hit that number that we've we've all been waiting for. You know, and I feel like I got a little bit of redemption to do after that 2100. You know, this truck's <laughs> always made at least mid 2000. So when we barely cracked 2000, I gotta. You play second in UCC, and you're hung up over the fucking dyno number. <laughs> <laughs> It was well, twenty one ninety four. Like, also, anybody <laughs> else on Earth would call this twenty two hundred. That, that's the thing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not happy with the truck until it can back up what it's done before. You know, it, it should mm -hmm. at least do what it's done in the years past. You know, that's and respectable. That's that's you know, with this truck, we've always been on different ventures. You know, we've never kind of really stuck with one program. We're always, you know, I'm always out testing different transmissions and turbos and fueling and engine combinations and stuff like that and I, I call the truck a twist army knife because there's not really there's only a handful of trucks that can do what this truck does you know and that's and this truck's you know like you said it's been to the podium i don't know how many times but you know when it comes <laughs> to ecc but i mean it's it's a, it's a versatile truck i know what it can do i know the engine will make power i know how fast it'll go you know it's just got to come back and sharpen our pencils and, and get some more uh, dialing time really i love it man i'm i'm excited to see what it does next uh sean anybody you want to give a shout out to um you know pretty much everybody the fans the friends the family and followers and, um all my sponsors you know ben shaddy at Dunright, guys at Angelo, zach hamilton garrett at pure diesel yukon diamonds you know industrial injection for sure there's they're the ones that let me do all this crazy stuff. And Valer, uh, Nitrous Fest, they're the ones that, uh, anytime I call those guys, they're definitely, definitely all about getting me more nitrous. <laughs> so, <laughs> they want to see the horsepower just as much as I do. Um, the guys over at Icebox, they built me a badass uh, intercooler this year for drag racing. Um, Carrillo, they always take care of me on the rods. 
Um, TS, they have a hell of a uh, data logging system on the truck. You know, we're still, I'm still getting familiar with that. So, you know, that's, that's just one of those things where we kind of got to dial everything in. And, you know, the truck's always uh, in progress. You know, we're, you know, we're probably moving forward. You know, to, to a lot of people, you know, that's hard to do. You know, and UCC, that, that's, that's one of those things. UCC is anybody's, anybody's game. It's just a matter of playing your cards right. Well said. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey, one of the other things that was a lot of fun, Chris, was our trip over to WC Fab a few weeks ago. Uh, we're going to cut to a segment of that trip. We've, uh, we've definitely learned and learned what works and what doesn't work. Um, you know, as Chris mentioned, there's many different gauge thicknesses out there, and there's a lot of companies out there that, that sell intercooler pipes. Um, that shouldn't go on diesel trucks, in my opinion. Uh, they might work fine on a gas or application, making that 15 or 20 pounds of boost. But, you, you know, one thing, for example, is we'll, we'll talk about aluminum piping. Um, aluminum is nice because you don't got to worry about any, any sort of rust on the inside of the pipes. And in some applications, you could just put the pipe on your vehicle raw. You don't even have to powder coat it, even though most people would like to. Um, and we use all sorts of materials. We use stainless, we use mild steel, we use aluminum. And you know, as of lately, we're actually converting a lot of product over to aluminum, but we're not using the, the standard as most people have in the past of 16 gauge. The problem with 16 gauge aluminum and high boost applications is you go to put your T-bolt clamp on your silicone boot. And I know, I don't think anyone, I don't think I've ever seen anyone, and I know none of you probably do either, put a torque wrench on your T-bolt clamps. You just crank them down. Right. <laughs> and when you're cranking down a T-bolt clamp, you're going to crank that sucker down until it stops cranking. And or, the it, problem or, it, with, or it blows out. Or it blows out. <laughs> or you strip it out. I mean, you want to keep your boost in. You don't want your boots blowing off. You know, obviously the bead rolls are there and that's important. But the issue with some of the thinner gauge aluminum, aluminum is obviously much softer. Um, you start cranking on that T-bolt clamp and it essentially will, will dent or cave in the pipe and essentially cause the boost leak, cause the boost to blow off. So what we've, what we've done recently with a lot of our product, um, uh, A for weight savings and B for uh, rust for prevention is we, we've changed a lot of uh, intercooler piping over to aluminum, but we're not using 16 gauge, we're using 14 gauge. Okay. It's thicker and you're not gonna concave it. I mean, numerous occasions, numerous sizes, um, before going in the oven, after going in the oven because uh, aluminum can be annealed and become soft and hard through different processes, you will strip out a T-bolt clamp before you ever cave in or dent one of our intercooler pipes from tightening a clamp too much. So it's, it's a lot of, it's just like we mentioned earlier, um, you know, improving upon older product and just making things better as we go along and as we learn things. Um, you know, so, so the cost savings, aluminum is going to be a cheaper uh, material for us to buy versus say stainless steel. Stainless steel is your top tier, most expensive material you're going to buy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's tough shit, but it's going to raise the price of all this product that is already very expensive. Sure. Um, so we're able to keep prices the same or potentially even drop prices and offer you a, a better, longer lasting material. That's not going to fail under these high boost applications that these trucks see. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. 
That's 815-568-7920.